Blog Talk Radio. Are you tired and overworked? Do you wish that Calgon will take you away? Well, sit back, put your feet up, as Kelly Claypool plans to inspire you in this refreshing episode of Diva Talk Radio. Now here's your host, Kelly Claypool. Hello, Divas, and welcome to this episode of Diva Talk Radio. We are so delighted that you are joining us today. Uh, today's show is is definitely going to inspire you and empower you and ignite a fire within you. Uh, so I'm so excited to share uh, our guest with you. Uh, Gina is back with us again today, and, and that is just so, so wonderful. Uh, so Gina, why don't you share a little bit of housekeeping and, uh, and any announcements that we have? Well, we are glad to have you guys here on Diva Talk Radio. Actually, I was set to take this show for Kelly, and she got snowed out of her engagement that was taking her out of the office, so I was kind of tickled. But I'm so excited about our guest that I still wanted to share this time with you. And as you know, around the Diva Network, we're involved in some fabulous charities, and one that we hope you'll get behind together with us is a dress for every girl and that's especially uh, pertinent to all of you divas who love to sew and you can collect some of your friends together gather some of your friends together and say hey I have an idea for some fun let's check out this charity and we can make these very simple little dresses they're almost like a pillowcase with a strap that goes around the little girl's neck and um, we can send these to these outreaches who make sure that every girl in some of these most poverty-stricken villages in the world are cared for and cherished and dressed. And the dress itself is even a, a notice to would-be predators that there's somebody looking out for this little girl and they're off-limits and not available for human trafficking. And that's something we're passionate about. So we hope that you'll look more into that uh, as we gather. Uh, Kelly, tell us about some of the groups that you have uh, sewing dresses for these little girls. You know, this is such an amazing organization that uh, that we are involved in. Uh, right now we have 17 small groups throughout the United States uh, sewing up these dresses. And uh, I actually had somebody ask me the other day at church, um, if I don't know how to sew, how can I be a part of of these organizations and, and these small groups? And even if you don't know how to sew but you know how to use a pair of scissors, we can get mm-hmm. fabric to you <laughs> to cut out these mm-hmm. dresses. Um, maybe you don't want to... Uh, cut out a fat, you know, the 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 pattern, but uh, you're more than willing to measure the ribbon um, and and cut us, you know, cut uh, strips of ribbon for us. You can do that while watching TV uh, or you know whatever. And so there's really a lot of ways uh, that uh, that people can get involved, even if they don't sew. But it's just you know, even if if you you can't cut. You can't sew or anything like that. Pray. You know, we all can pray. We can all join together and and virtually hold hands and, and pray over this organization and, and pray that Diva Talk Radio is going to make such an incredible impact on these little girls. 
you know, Gina, I don't know about you, but I know that when I got a brand-new dress as a little girl, I thought I was a princess. I would spin around. I would look at myself in the mirror. I would just get so excited. And I believe that all little girls deserve a dress, and uh, especially, like you said, in these impoverished uh, villages and communities um, across the world, um, These little girls are targeted uh, for either kidnapping or even being sold into the sex trade. And um, and when when they're dressed appropriately, and then we make sure that there's a label on the dress. So not only are they dressed nicely, the the would-be predators would um, uh, not really pay attention to them, but if they have a label on their dress, then it is known that they belong to an organization, and so they're completely off limits. So, so it's just really exciting, and uh, and so there's so many ways that that people can get involved. Uh, I am updating the website today to reflect different uh, different ways to get involved. So, so be yeah. looking for that uh, later this afternoon, or you know, in, into the rest of the week. Yes, absolutely. When I was in Haiti just now, there was one little girl, and she she looked so different from the other little girls because her head was shaved, where all the others had cute little ribbons in their hair, uh, lots of little ponytails with ribbons. And in those villages, if you didn't have ribbons in your hair, you couldn't go to school. So they had, like, all the girls with the yellow uniforms had yellow ribbons, and she had had an infection in her on her scalp, and so they had to shave it and take care of it, and she can't go to school until she, she has some, it's ridiculous. I think they were trying to work around it for her school. But she did have a new little uh, dress on with the, that looked like the little dresses, the exact same style. And every time I saw her, I worked three different times, she was wearing that same dress, and it just melted my heart a little to see her in her little pillowcase dress and still feel like a pretty little girl even though she was so clearly shamed by having to have her head shaved and she was so precious and each each dress represents a real person and a real story and a real life and that's what's exciting to be able to get behind together so thank you in advance for gathering with that absolutely maybe we can make her um little headbands to put on her precious bald head. So, uh, yeah, so they, maybe, exactly. Maybe they, that's what that. they're doing. Mm-hmm. Are they're they doing awesome? That. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Divas, if you can't tell, Gina and I are very passionate about this organization and and uh, and the impact that uh, that we are doing and, and the whole Diva Talk Network community are, uh, is doing. So, so I hope that that you get on board and um, and just see how you can make a, a better impact or a bigger impact uh, on the world. So, um, so awesome. Well, Divas, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna we're gonna introduce our guest to you today. But first, I'd love for you to go over to Twitter and to Facebook and to encourage all of your friends and followers to listen in. Uh, they can go to divatalkradio.com forward slash live. Uh, I do have uh, our interactive chat room going, so if you have any questions or aha moments or anything to comment on, definitely put that in the chat room, and uh, we will uh, announce it on the air. So, uh, Gina, did I miss anything? Did I forget anything? Uh, not- <laughs> 
I'll still think of it later. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, well, I tell you what, today's guest uh just absolutely spoke to my heart. Uh, Charlotte uh, believes that God was in control when she was diagnosed with cancer in July of 2011. Uh, Rather than resisting, she had faith and embraced the journey that God had planned for her. Having walked through some of life's biggest trials, like uh, a life touched by addiction, fighting stage three rectal cancer while raising four sons and learning how to commit her heart to the Lord in the trial and tribulations that uh, surfaced in her marriage, Charlotte takes uh, the lessons she has learned and creatively presents how women can thrive through biblical living today. She is the author of Charlotte's Heart, Heartbeats for Cancer, and uh, charlotteshart.com. So, uh, Charlotte, are you with us today? I am. I'm delighted to be here. Wonderful. We are absolutely thrilled that you are here. And mm-hmm. and uh, when your information came across our desk, and uh, and I was and I was speaking with your your uh, PR gal, who I absolutely love. Um, it. I, I knew right off the bat that, that you would be such a huge inspiration to the Diva Talk audience. And uh, so I'd love for you to share a little bit of a background of, of what you've gone through and your journey. Okay, I'd be happy to. I um I did not know the Lord personally until I was about 27 and um, actually came into that relationship while watching television, so I'm really oh, wow. a proponent of Christian media. <laughs> Yay. Very good. Yay. I know, so I'm very supportive of what you're doing. And, um, well, so when I came to know the Lord, I just, my whole life was turned upside down. I, I had been sitting in darkness. I actually went to church but all my life, but I didn't didn't really know the Lord personally, so it really changed, and I realized that kind of everything I was doing was kind of wrong, and um, and my my marriage was really a trial, has been a trial from day one. It's just been been a work area, and so just just let you know. So when I was actually diagnosed with cancer, some many years later, I had already been through a lot of closeness with the Lord going through that marriage trial. So mm-hmm. I think for some people, maybe cancer is a first introduction to God personally, and I'd sure. already had already had that. Um, time where I had just spent at his throne begging and pleading for for grace on my painful situation. Mm-hmm. And so when I heard that I had cancer, I was okay with it because at that point I had already understood who God was. I understood that even when I couldn't feel him, even when I couldn't see what he was doing, I could trust him. You know, right there, that is huge, because when when people hear the word cancer, they immediately think their life is over, and um, and you have two groups of people. You have one that completely falls apart, and one that gets stronger. <laughs> and uh, and I believe that um, that what made you stronger was your your faith in God and. Um, 
I have this this uh, memory verse or the scripture right above my monitor uh, because right now um, I'm in the middle of uh, being a caregiver to a husband that has stage four liver cancer. And in November, we were told that he has six months. Um, he was on a transplant list. They ended up taking him off the list because his tumors grew too large. So he's no longer a candidate. So, um, so like you, reading through your book, like I told you, I cried and I laughed and I cried some more because there's a <laughs> lot of, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm, yeah, uh-huh, oh, yes, she's talking right to me, <laughs> you know. Um, but there's a scripture that says, come fearlessly into God's presence. And that's in, in Ephesians uh, 3.12. And so come fearlessly into God's presence. That's okay if, um, if, if you have anxiety. You know, that's okay if you're, if you're downhearted. That's okay if you are, um, just feel like throwing your hands up and saying, God, I don't know what else to do. But there's just something about being in his presence that everything's going to be okay. And I think that that's what you were alluding to when you were just saying, when I heard I got cancer, I was okay with it. You're right. And, you know, I, 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 I don't ever want anybody to think, like, that's a normal response. And the only reason, like, <laughs> I really had that response was because of the, the years I had spent understanding God through suffering before, you know. And I just... I think my my first true bout of suffering I I really I didn't want to be a Christian anymore. Right. I I didn't think God was hearing me. I thought he had his fingers in his ears, you know, I mean so I did go through a period of doubt. It just was not related with my cancer. And so then when my cancer came on the scene, I understood he didn't really have his fingers in his ears. He really was able to listen. <laughs> but his his timing is so different. And um and I've I've learned to accept it, and I and I have to say, and I and I can tell through you, Kelly, that you have, I can hear your peace with your husband, and I I it's you know it's 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 hard hard to stomach, but I can hear your peace, and and I had peace in my situation, you no know, Lord, if 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 this is the end, I'm I'm peaceful that you're going to provide. I knew I knew that he would. Right. right. Absolutely. But also and. Uh, in your story, you share about how, even though you were at a place of accepting what was happening through your life at that point, you know, the trusting that God was greater and taking care of you, it's not like every week you had this amazing supernatural grace and found yourself closer to God than ever. Can you talk a little bit about that feeling a distance? I, I can, yes, and you know that is one thing that that sort of surprised me. I would think that going through such a big trial that I would just sit at the feet of the Lord and grow closer to him and and I didn't i really I couldn't even really pray during that period i just I had a lot of people praying for me, I was blogging my journey, and I had people all over the world praying for me, and i just I needed to rest in their prayer, and I needed to know that God wasn't mad at me for having human emotions as I was going through this. You know, I I remember one time being in just enormous pain, enormous pain that I really just wanted to die. The pain was so bad. And I was sitting on my bathroom floor, and the hardest thing was I had little, small, not small, but I had young children. And in order to deal with the pain, sometimes I just had to scream 
to get it out of my system and knowing that my children could hear me. That was so hard, but I had to do this. And I remember sitting on the bathroom floor and just pounding it, saying, not my will, but your will be done. I knew God had heard a lot of prayers of people asking me, asking God to take me out of my pain. And for whatever reason, he was choosing not to do that. And so I didn't want really my will. I really did want his will. I just needed the strength to sustain the pain. Mm. I, I, I love, there's several areas in your book that, um, that, well, I love the whole book, but, uh, but there's one, and it's just, um, it's talking about when you were approved for the clinical study, and, um, and you were getting ready to uh, undergo a, um, a procedure, uh, and, and you're getting ready to go under some anesthesia. And it, and it says here, I had a lot of complicated work done this morning under anesthesia, and I forgot to ask for prayer from you. Um, I'm assuming that is your prayer warriors. Um, I, it made me nervous when I realized I forgot to call on you. Just before I drifted into La La Land, I said, wait. <laughs> there was a large team of, there was a large team in the room. May we pray? They were incredibly supportive. It was it was clear that they don't get the re- that request a lot. <laughs> sure enough, <laughs> that was all I needed. I put one girl on the spot and when she and then picked up when she said, "Is that good?" <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, I I absolutely love that because um uh, not only is, is Gina my co-host, but she's my very, very best friend. But we get on the phone every morning, and, and we and we pray over each other's families and our businesses and in our lives and stuff like that. And you know, right there, it just while it's a little comical to me, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it's so powerful, and it and it just gives it just it just shows just how powerful uh, prayer is. And, you know, I, I can just imagine you laying on the bed there with the whole anesthesia and surgical team and, and you know, the oncology team and everything. And, you know, here's this woman that says, whoa, wait a minute. Before y'all do anything else, we got to pray. And, uh, and, and you know what? I can just, I, I just know that God was so orchestrating that and that you touched so many people's lives in that, in that operating room that day. I, you know, I, I have to agree with you. I, I will not forget that moment. And, and actually, every time I went under anesthesia, I did just pray. You know, one, one other time, and I, I'm assuming I wrote about. It, I can't remember offhand, but it was when I was, uh, um, so I had an ostomy bag because I, I lost my rectum, and something you can read about in the book. And so when I was first going to see my stoma, that's what's, that's what's on your stomach. That, um, right. Kind of, yeah. And so. It, um, so the nurse was going to reveal it to me, and I was just like, um, "Hold on, <laughs> I have to pray." Yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't see my body deformed that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very traumatic to go through, and I knew that I could not step into that space without the Lord. And she brought it up down the road at a at a subsequent appointment. Boy, I remember when. We had that revealing, and you you had you had to stop everything and pray. <laughs> mm. What a, what a yeah. testimony that is, right? Just just there, 
you know, yeah. of, of how how you you depend on um, the Lord, and you know, it, uh, in Scripture it it says that you know our faith can move mountains, and you know that was a mountain them revealing. Um, you know the the deformity, like you said. Yeah. You know, to your body, that was a mountain that that you had to overcome. And, oh, and it so was a big one. It is a big one, <sighs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Um, you you uh, have this noted in your book, and it says, "Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest." And you know, whether it is that you're going through. Whatever circumstance, whether it be cancer, whether it be you know another health issue, or whether it be your marriage, you were you were talking a little bit um, about marriage, and uh, whether it be a relationship with your kids, or you know your work status, or or whatever, uh, it's so comforting to know that that we can go to the foot of the cross and just lay it all out and say, okay, I can't I can't go any further. I need you to take take over <laughs> where where um where I'm stopping here cuz I'm just going to rest in in your presence. And so right. you know, the whole book you you just that that was just amazing and and so your your testimony is just incredible. Thank you. You know just Charlotte. looking back Go ahead. Oh no, keep going. Oh, looking back on the book, one thing I saw was as I was diagnosed, I had these huge ups and downs with behavior. I'm never going to eat meat again. I'm never going to drink milk. I'm not juice, you know, and right. <laughs> you know, this this complete extremes of lifestyle. But all the way through was just the steadiness of Christ, and it mm. it just really revealed to me, wow, He really is the foundation. Yeah. Yes. And. Go ahead. Your whole story has given way, you know, now to your your blog has continued to grow and your speaking ministry is is uh taking off. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the, the favorite stories you like to share with your audiences and, and some of your favorite moments, you know, speaking? I I will one one of the talks that I'm giving on right now is God has given me this this passion, this vision that every person has a dream within them. And I think that for whatever reason, we have all these voices around us, whether they're parents or, or you know, just naysayers, or they're just our own internal voices telling us we can't. And, and I think that, so I have this, this keynote that I'm, that I'm presenting right now where I'm really helping women identify that dream, identify the obstacles, lay them out, and kind of really think through them and moving moving into that dream and I and I did it recently it was such a powerful moment when we had some women stand up and share what their dream was and and what their action plan was and it was unbelievable the things that women shared had they'd never shared before and the actually the changes that have taken place as a result of of mm-hmm. their kind of sharing and accountability and it was just it was um it was as though God stole my show. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he gave it to me, and I sort of presented it, and he took it back. And we we were all about ten feet off the ground, just mm. just as he worked through it all. And it was so so powerful. But what he can do, and when we avail ourselves to him, oh, absolutely. Oh, I know that is just 
both Kelly and I love that more than anything, hearing people share their dream and being able to create a safe place for them to share it because some of them have always been afraid. Well, I, I'm afraid to share this. Someone might laugh at me. They'll tell me why I can't. So, um, you know, it's not safe. It, and this, all these fears of failure and, and what a privilege for everyone listening, you're you're a part of somebody else's success story, and what you're going through right now is a part of your own. And we acknowledge you for that, Charlotte, for being there to to be a dream builder. Well, thank you. I'm just I'm just delighted that God is conquering my own insecurities, <laughs> giving me the yeah. strength to step out and. And I just I would just wanted to tell you I I love your your ministry with the dresses and I, I have four sons as you know and I'm just all about we can little make girls. dresses for them too <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I just I love and I'm I'm so passionate about caring for these girls and um, I love you know really love what what you're doing there and I just wanted to say when you were describing that with the label. It really made yeah. me think about God and his label on us. Yeah. We are taken. We're in his we have, book and we hear sealed. his voice. Yeah. We are. We're sealed. And I just when you described that it just sort of made me feel sort of like I had a, a barcode, God's barcode, and I belong to him and nobody uh, else can have it. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, um, I'm just so inspired by your testimony. And and I know that it, it is just it is just uplifting women across the land. And and that's that's what uh, Gina and I inspire to do is just just to empower women to um to make a, a a bigger difference into um into the lives of others and uh, and that's what you're doing you you've taken you've taken this um what what could be devastating um situation and and you've turned it into into a a, a testimony of just how faithful God is and uh and and has seen you through this so you talked a little bit about your marriage prior to um, going through uh, cancer. Um, how was your marriage through the cancer? Surprisingly, it, it was really good. Um, yeah. And my husband kind of helped me understand it. He, I'm a strong woman, and he explained to me recently that God had revealed to him that he sees me as strong and not not quite the fragile, not like a glass fragile vase. And so um, so he has not been treating me with the frailty that maybe you would have treat because he just sees me as strong. But when I was sick, he saw me as weak. And so he treated me differently, if that makes sense. He was more gentle. As okay. as I was ill, and so um, yeah. and so that was a really important realization that he had that mm. I need that I need that gentle treatment all the time, <laughs> even 
<laughs> even though I am a, even though I am a strong woman, I'm a woman, and um, and I need that tenderness. And I think I think for some men, that's just they don't know that, you know. And and um, yeah. So, um, you know, in our marriage is has it's been it's been a challenge pretty much from the get go, and we've wanted to throw in the towel many times and I'm so thankful every time we don't and uh, you know it's just it's been a huge growing thing for us and I you know and just like every challenge that we go through I think I'm I'm thankful for I'm thankful for my cancer I would say Kelly you can probably relate to the fact that you know if, if, if I hadn't had cancer I wouldn't have been able to empathize with people that sit in the room getting chemotherapy. That's right. That would have been that would have been a group of people that I couldn't relate to, that I couldn't understand. But now I can. Even having right. an ostomy bag, I can relate to that. And I feel the same thing with marriage, also raising I you know, raised three teenage boys. I have one yet to come come up through the ranks. And um yeah. that's been very challenging. <laughs> that's been very challenging. <laughs> And so, sure. but it makes makes me so I can relate to real life issues. You know, I, yeah. I thought my children would be youth group leaders, and um, that wasn't exactly what they turned to while I was going through cancer right. treatment. <laughs> right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. You, you know, I, I what I love about um, you sharing with us today is you're human. <laughs> So mm-hmm. things that that I'm going through, you actually went through and you overcame. So so it encourages me that okay, I'm going to get past this. So every diva that's listening right now, I want you to know that despite your circumstances, God is so faithful and he is going to see you through this entire journey. And uh and you're going to be stronger and you're going to be so much powerful once you get past what you're getting past, and uh, and you know there, there's a there's a, a cliche that says he turns our messes into messages and our 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 tests into testimonies, and uh, and I believe that that's true. So. And he doesn't call the equipped; he equips the call. <laughs> Yes, absolutely, absolutely. All of those are so uh, so right on point. So uh, if we if we had a minute, I would I would love to pray for your audience. Yes, let's Excellent. do that. Absolutely. Um, Heavenly Father, I just wanted to lift up everyone that's listening today, all the divas, Lord, and I ask that you would just reach into their hearts, Lord, and let them know you're there, God, even if they've been asking and begging and pleading, Lord, anyone who is feeling that she has so much shame, maybe she's been involved in something or made a decision that that she just feels that she can't get past, Lord, Lord, I just ask that you would please reach into her heart and let her know that really there's nothing that's unforgivable, Lord, you died for all of our sin, God. Lord, if she's just facing trials and mountains, please be with her and let her know that you can move it and not to give up, Lord. But however, when she surrenders, you will move it for her, Lord. But Lord, that she would just stay attached to you and that she would just know that you're with her, Lord. Lord, and I just pray that 
this intercession right now would move a mountain in anyone's life, Lord, that just feels just stuck in your holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Charlotte, it has been a pleasure having you on Diva Talk Radio. Please come back anytime. Thank you. (laughs) We would love to have you. I love what you're doing, and I'm, I'm hoping to make a dress. That sounds fantastic. You <laughs> would love it. <laughs> so, uh, so is there anything left uh, that you would like to say, Gina? No, this has been a pleasure, and uh, we'll continue reading your blog and and staying in touch and watching you uh, touch lots of lives. You too, and I'll be praying for you all and for your audience, and may God just bless them and multiply them and do wonderful things through them. That sounds mm. great, Charlotte. Again, thank you so much for being on Diva Talk Radio. You were Thanks for having me. It would be a pleasure. All right. Okay, Divas, that's the show we have for you today. I encourage you to connect with Charlotte at charlottesheart.com. Grab her book. It is amazing, and uh, and I know that, it's, that it will, will uh, be an inspiration to you. And, uh, and so until next week, wear your heels and sneakers well and be abundantly blessed. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.